Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, everybody from the five languages of the workplace, languages of appreciation in the workplace, excuse me. Uh, I'm Tom Miller, and so this is our fourth session. Uh, thanks for being flexible and let me shift last week. So I greatly appreciate you giving me uh, the gift, the gift of time. So that was awesome. And hopefully uh, many of you took the opportunity. I found that short video um, of uh, Gary Chapman uh, there were some uh, sections of a keynote that he did that I thought uh, were great. So hopefully that added value to you and you were able to add it to your, to your library. And, and um, so, you know, one of the big keys to this appreciation and understanding it, you know, better is that the one part you have to remember is that no matter how many individuals you have in your organization working, right, whether it's a small organization like mine, it has three or a large organization like the one that I'm sitting in that has, you know, 75 that I'm in charge of. They are each individuals. And every individual has their own style, their own learning style, their own um, uh, lens, right? Their own perceptions and lenses. And they also mostly have, you know, they all have their own appreciation style. Now they may have small, you know, percentages of each, just like if you're taking a disc personality profile, there's, 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 um, you know, different levels of your, of your personality that, you know, impact based upon your environment. And with every strength, there is a blind spot. And so what I love is that this, this book, as we, as we start to hit this last, this last half of the book here, it talks about your potential blind spot is being your least valued language least valued language and and you know the first time i read this i i missed this about your least valued language right because the book also talks about how if you're only appreciating people in your preferred language that also is another blind spot but a larger blind spot might be your least valued language so whether you're listening you're on this call live with us uh, or you're listening to the archives on our podcast uh I think we've all worked for someone that probably didn't speak our language, right? You know, just, you know, someone who, um, you know, well, you know, everybody should be grateful for just for working here, or having a job and uh, getting paid, right? So their love language may have been that, you know, tangible gifts or acts of service or something. But really, you know, a lot of people just like to feel valued and appreciated. And that's what we're finding in this, that the majority of people uh, feel appreciated through words of affirmation and taking that time. So one of the things that, you know, my teammate and I did last week is we spent a lot of time um, sending videos, personalized videos to uh, uh, some of the teachers on our team and also leaving um, handwritten uh, notes on uh, cards. 
um, you know, for them. So that's our goal is to can continue to do that. Um, and we also asked them uh, through a survey, how do you feel appreciated? And I can't remember if this was your idea, Courtney, or one of the other members of our group about just asking them, right? So now we have this, you know, collection of, of you know, information. We also collected their birthdays. Uh, we did it for my uh, business as well. We asked them, tell us what you like. Do you like to read or do you like to listen Do you? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite restaurant? And the more that you take the time to get off of your own agenda and on the agenda of those that you serve, uh, whether it's your uh, clients or your, um, or the people that you work for, work with, right? Uh, you're going to be in a better spot. So I just really, um, uh, this was a good reminder about we tend to speak our own language of appreciation. So, you know, if you're an acts of service, this is me uh, pitching in. If you're uh, quality time, this is uh, checking in. If it's words of affirmation, this is lots of praise. If it's, you know, you know, gifts, then, then you give a gift. And um, if it's, you know, maybe physical touch, you know, it's high fives, right? Or fist bumps or whatever it might be. But again, if you're only speaking your language, you might be missing a large percentage of the people because the book later on, it starts to talk about, it doesn't matter the age of the individual, words of affirmation is still by far the highest, um, you know, the highest uh, uh, percentage. But if you've got a, if you've got a, um, um, a uh, words, uh, or, you know, appreciation language of, of gifts, you're only meeting 7% of the people in your organization. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a detrimental <laughs> um, uh, way to do it. But as we have shared multiple times during this session, gifts seems to be a very, very common and easy because it's tangible way uh, to, show, to show appreciation, but not always, um, but not always you know, the best. And we have found that through, uh, there's lots of money right now you know, being thrown around in schools which is creating, you know, raises or maybe even new jobs, new positions. But the question is, is your organization, your school district or your charter school or your private school, are you able to, to uh, sustain that, um, right? So you got to be very, very conscious of, 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 of how you use your gifts and how you do, you know, certain things like, you know, bonuses and, and, and your pieces. Because if that, you know, becomes part of your ritual, but then you don't do it, that's just another way that you may have let your organization down. So, you know, Courtney, you're on here with me live. If you're willing to share, you know, would love to hear, you know, your thoughts around these, uh, you know, either these uh, blind spots, um, you know, things we need to be, uh, you know, more conscious of. And so go ahead. Um, I think that it brings up a very valid point in regards to blind spots. I think, especially thinking about now towards the latter part of the year when a lot more of uh, the schools are focused on like testing or closing out the year and things like that. It's very easy to go back into um, the same old habits. And so if you are mindful, I think just the same way that people have to be mindful in their methods of communication and things, if you're mindful about how your staff, if you can catch the feeling like oh we're going downhill like maybe I need to bring it all back or something like that I think that that's super important um I did like the part where we were was talking about the barriers um in one of the chapters that can come with especially what we went through with COVID is we were all virtual 
And so those praising moments all became just like meetings like this. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, those, those of us who have a different language where my language is not praise, you know, the way that I needed, what I needed wasn't being met. And so you just have to remember that I think you're, what you were saying is super important, like trying to do stuff and be able to maintain it, but it should also be something that can be done across different platforms. Like even if you're on site, you should still be able to do something while you're virtual um, yeah. to be able to hit everybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's a section of the book, you know, coming up yet. Right. So, so hold that thought because they talk about remote versus virtual. And I think, so just, just the awareness for me is, is that if I've all, if I'm only speaking in, in what comes natural to me, I'm only going to get that level of success. And so in leadership, I feel like I've said this a lot lately this week. If you get our email list, you'll hear this. You got to embrace the hurt, right? You got to embrace the suck. Uh, it, it hurts, right? So you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You've got to be willing to step outside and take the time uh, to to really seek to understand what's really happening. Um, so there's a couple of strategies here that I wrote down, how to overcome the one that I just heard, you know, Courtney, you know, start to talk about is you got to converse with your team about why certain appreciation languages are important to them. The more that you understand about, you know, you know, what these are, because I can read this list of how my current staff feels appreciated. But if I only just read it, and you don't really ask them, like, you know, can you, like, expound upon it? Like, what does that look like and feel like? Because if it's unnatural to you, you're not going to do it, right? But if you can maybe be pointed to someone else who does it, right? So I, I believe as a leader, if you want to be more, you have to see more. So part of this exercise could also be identifying people in your world who have each language, right, and watch them. Why are they so good at it? Why, who are the best gift, gover, gift givers in your world, right? Who are the best quality time you know, people? Who are the best words of affirmation people? Who are the best, um, help me, I lost the other one. <laughs> Which one did I miss here? Uh, words of affirmation, oh, time. It would be physical oh, touch. Yeah, service. Okay. Yeah, touch, you be careful about that one in the work. Yeah. But the acts of service, right? So, you know, you hit those four and you start to get these like, um, like appreciation mentors in your life. And that's, so that's one, that's just one way. And, and taking interest in other people and taking initiative and seeking to understand is a critical, critical part. Um, and then, right, and then make an effort to speak their language, right? Get off your own agenda, you know, schedule time in your daily agenda. Uh, I've worked, I've coached a lot of, uh, uh, you know, principals over the last, you know, two weeks. And the most common issue is I just don't have the time, time, time. It's all about time. Right. And I said, well, I have the same amount of hours that you do. Right. You know, time's the only way that we're all equal in life. So you have to make the time. If it's important to your people that they get feedback and an affirmation through quality time, words of appreciation, acts of service, then you got to find a way to do it. Um, because uh, otherwise you'll be working by yourself soon, right? Nobody, nobody will want to work for you because uh, they don't feel valued and appreciated by you. So 
I really like that. Um, it's a short intersection, uh, but it's great. Super powerful always to remember um, that you have to raise your awareness. It's the first step to learning. So let's um, roll into this uh, section you started to talk about, Courtney, but this whole you know remote and virtual piece, right? So um, what are some of your, your thoughts around the remote and you know the virtual i've got a bunch of you know notes here about each you know section uh but it was interesting here where it said that the number one appreciation language in remote was quality time right finding ways to build quality time uh with your um you know with your staff right so check-in video conferencing and of course i mean unless you lived on a deserted island with no internet over the last two years. I mean, this has been your world, you know, this, this, you know, virtual world. So checking in through video conferencing. And one thing that I like doing that's, you know, again, I have to think about this, you know, Courtney, because um, it's comfortable to me is I'll send one way videos, you know, personalized videos, but that's not really quality time. That's not really checking in. It's just, more about a different way to connect with someone. So I have to be conscious of that, that that's not, that's not necessarily this quality time individuals are looking for. It may be convenient you know, to me because it's easier to maybe typing up feedback or typing up a message, it might be quicker. Um, but that's just something I just, that just raised my awareness. So what, what were your thoughts around, around the, um, how, they, how they talked about the remote and virtual appreciation languages? Um, I definitely agree with what you were saying. Um, there seemed to be a lot of confusion like where it's one way and for somebody like um, a person who enjoys quality time like for example i'll use um, my class today with the kids like obviously i check in with my kids we're virtual um and i had them work and i was like all right guys we you know we've worked for a good solid amount of time like let's just check in like what's going on in your world and then to be able to just kind of open that up and you know they're kids so they tell you about everything mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and just being able to help them and just, just talk with them. Like there were certain days where I'll tell them like, Hey, we're not doing any work together. Like, we're just going to talk, just check in. You guys seem a little stressed out, like what's going on. Um, but I think it's super important for if you have to speak somebody's appreciation language through technology like this and you're doing it through video chat one of the number one things that i would heavily stress is to make sure that there's nothing for you to be distracted with um if you're going to schedule that time for somebody make sure that that is their time um you know obviously an emergency or something could happen but if it's something else that's work related like be purposeful and like blocking it out on your calendar making sure there's nothing else that your mind is going to be on um and and just making it really feel like instead of just talking through a screen that y'all are really like in the same room um yeah you know and i think i mean there are other ways like schools have like social media pages so you can do like shout outs on your social media which is kind of cool um you know students really like that a lot of them follow their social media stuff and and things like that but i think that you do i think that you do have to be just a little bit more creative when you have to do it online but that it's completely possible if implemented the right way yeah, I was just in a social media, you know, marketing, you know, class, and one of the strategies, it was the 10, the 10, 10, 10 strategy was to comment or like 10 
of your, you know, clients, uh, you know, poster pages, right? So from a school, you know, um, you know, maybe the school can highlight a particular student, right? Or, uh, you know, like, like a, um, like a vendor, right? Uh, you know, you know, you know, maybe they like the pages of, you know, one of their vendors, or if there's a way, and I think maybe, you know, from, from like a business page, I'm not sure from your Facebook business page, but at least from an Instagram, you could, you could like other people's stuff, right? So here it is. Here's my school following me, right? Here's my school, right? You know, if it's, if it's, uh, you know, middle school and high school, um, yeah, those are some ways. And then the other one was, um, another way to, to, you know, show that, show that appreciation is, is to identify experts, uh, that you follow, right? So I love John Maxwell. So I follow John Maxwell, but I don't comment on John Maxwell's posts. He's like, but if you really want to comment on their posts, and the more that you put value into that post, the more that your own social media is actually going to raise, right? So it was just interesting how there's all this, you know, formula and, and a lot of strategy around demonstrating appreciation. And that's just another way that you can show that you're for your community. Um, you know, you're for those that, those that you serve. So, uh, you know, quality time was number one. Uh, you gotta be uh, very, very proactive as you said, right? And you gotta be present in these, in these, you know, posts or in these, you know, virtual sessions. And also like, you know, find a way to um, get better at virtual, right? I feel like there's a lot of people somehow that after two years still aren't very good. You know, their their heads off the screen or you can't hear them or whatever. So yeah, so find a way to get some quality, some quality, you know, tools, uh, you know, you, you know, because you want, you know, people to hear you, um, you know, and all those aspects. Um, and, and the words of affirmation using multimedias, you can send physical notes. Um, you know, there's lots of ways to keep, you know, people, you know, engaged. I used to do the post-its. I don't know if you, if, you know, lots of leaders out there, I love leaving uh, post-it notes there, just, um, you know, positive post-its. And again, you know, 45% is, is words of affirmation. So, you know, you know, you've got a good shot if, if only if you're, you know, leaving nice notes and writing, you know, you know, positive praise uh, statements. That's, that's at least half, half your staff or half your kids, you know, whatever, you know, like even in the classroom. And like I said, I actually came across mine. I can't remember if I shared it last week. Maybe it was in one of my, um, you know, email posts or blogs, but I had talked about that, you know, positive note um, shoebox. And I actually found mine the other day and I opened it up. I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these handwritten notes. They're like 20 years old, some of them. Um, so I think it's just, you know, really great. Quality time, you know, schedule calls, undivided attention, just like Courtney shared with us. Um, you, you know, you got to be present when you're being remote. You know, you have to, you have to really do it. And it's really interesting. I, um, I like to mute myself. Uh, and and um, so because if there's any background noise, but, you know, uh, today someone hung up on me because they thought that I lost them. Right. Because because I didn't get back to unmute myself fast enough. And it's because I wasn't I wasn't present, Courtney. I was trying to look up something else as I was talking to somebody and I had to get back, you know, to the page. And I was like, oh, see, now that now that individual, um, you know, we had a we had a lost connection because of my busyness. Right. And don't let your busyness interfere with your connection and and your um, appreciation. So lots of great uh, parts in that. Um, 
that's on page 151. That's a really, really important chapter, I think, uh, because in some way or another, we all have virtual teams now. Um, most, most meetings are occurring virtually. Um, most meetings in a school, IEPs are, you know, you know, still virtual. You know, parent meetings are pretty much, you know, um, you know, not all of them, but, you know, a, a good percentage of them. As a, as a teacher, as a principal, as a school leader, you have to get good at making phone calls. You have to take the time to call families. You and, and most people hate it. I feel like it's one of the, the least taught skills uh, for any professional is how to communicate with parents. And, and as a principal myself, I think we, we, we just assume that you know, people are good communicators because we do it all day but we're not. And so that's such an important piece, right? As we're, as we're reaching out remotely, you know, how well is my communication at home uh, or to home and how often is it? And such a, you know, such a big point. Just a nice way to uh, connect as, as you just shared with us, you know, Courtney, you're, you know, your school is going through a bus, you know, driver shortage, right? So your kids are, they're not able to come every day, you know, or, or, you know, sometimes you have to just make, you know, like adjustments. And so the more ways that you can um, communicate through media and the more ways you can demonstrate through all the different media, the, the better connector you're just going to be. Right. And you're going to find that your influence is going to skyrocket. Even if you didn't improve your leadership skills, your influence is going to skyrocket because people are going to be drawn to you because they feel valued when they're around you. And it's such a, such an important, you know, aspect of it. We can't say that we're too busy to appreciate the people that are putting everything that they have and not everybody's great at what they do, but they're still, you know, giving us their best and we have to find ways, um, you know, to show that back. So, um, and there's, you know, just a couple more. So the acts of service was, um, what was it say? A schedule on their watch, not yours. Um, assign, you know, staff assistance. Um, set up a, a return email schedule so they can, you know, uh, focus their time. I just, I just really like that. You know, just a lot of schools that I email now, I'll get an automatic response. I, I, I respond to emails during this time because I'm, you know, teaching your kid, right? Or I'm doing whatever else. And that's, that's just important, right? Really helping them really really focus their time right help them uh, set that up um in a tangible gifts you know find their favorite lunch spots um uh, uh and, and and you know and there's all sorts of ways to to really like, appreciate remotely um through through those gift cards amazon things right lots of stuff so perfect um great list there lots of stuff read the book or you can download uh, my notes. So I always try to um, take all my notes and uh, put them in an outline form. And you can go to our podcast page and uh, download. Um, and, and the link is always, always found there. So let's go. Um, do, do we want to talk about this generational differences? Um, this was just really, really interesting information you know, to me. There was, you know, three keys to a to a appreciation uh, relationship, right? Is 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 where it started. But these these younger employees here, I'm on page 169 of my book. 
but it was the primary language of appreciation. So this was for younger employees. I can't remember what year this book was published, um, but it's a 29 or younger versus 30 years and older. So it didn't matter again, the age, right? So whether you were less than 30 years old or above 30 years old, words of affirmation was still by far the primary language of appreciation of people, right? 46% and 47%. It was just awesome. 2019, yeah, thanks Courtney. And so, and then, and then time, right? Quality time was number two. I mean, think about that educators. Words of affirmation and quality time. Probably the two things that the majority of school leaders spend the least amount of time doing per day. Real quality time being present with their team, quality time developing employees, developing the leaders around them. Students are begging for quality time because this is what I've always learned that negative attention is easier to get than positive attention. So they'll find a way to get your quality time one way or another. And then the words, you know, the words of affirmation. I mean, so right there, so you're talking 77% of your younger employees, words of affirmation in time and 72% um, of older employees. So again, almost three quarters of your staff, words of affirmation and quality time with acts of service and then tangible gifts being uh, the least again in both of them. Uh, but it was interesting to show that older employees like acts of service versus you know younger employees. So younger employees much appreciated more of collaboration and quality time working together, um, right? That's the uh, uh, um, millennials, right? And Generation Z, I guess, are those the, are those the right terms here, um, uh, you, you know, uh, for those folks. But it's just interesting to look at it. Heavy collaborative versus, you know, acts of service. So older staff like time off, <laughs> time away, um, doing something for me, lightening my load, you know, whatever that may be versus younger employees uh, want to really seek, you know, freedom um, of choices and opportunities, quality time collaboration. Um, so, yep, so they want time off and handwritten notes, working collaboratively, so I love it. Um, yeah, and this is why I wrote myself a note in, in my book here. I don't know if you guys write in your own books, but I wrote myself this is why instant feedback is so important. Instant, right? I mean, right there, tell me exactly right now what, you know, how, how I can get better, how I can improve, or what, or what your answer is, you know, because the longer that, um, wait, you know, the uh, feedback doesn't have quite the, you know, quite the value, all right, because I'm, I'm out of the moment. Those that are with us live, anybody want to, you know, chime in on that? on that uh, section about the uh, generations and what was maybe, maybe some of your aha moments? I've got a quick question for both of you. Um, I was wondering, how do you, like, do you track your, your comments and your, your positive affirmations to people that, so that you're not always doing it to the same people? Like, do you have some way of tracking it? Because I feel like I'm always complimenting the same people and then there's other people that never get my attention. Mm. Yeah, I love that question. So I, I, when I was a principal full-time, um, I did track when I gave 
informal or formal feedback. I had a tracking sheet uh, that I actually put it up on my wall. Um, and it was just like on a whiteboard. It was just kind of like a checkpoint, like what, you know, teachers, it wasn't just went in the room because I went in the room every day, but it was which ones that I actually stop and, 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 you know, give something to, whether it was verbal feedback or written feedback. Um, so I did it that way. And then when I moved on, I started using, it's from the, um, either the Teach Like a Champion or the Driven by Data book. There's a, there's a coaching tracking tool in there. So I started to use that. And this is just a spreadsheet where you can track um, the last time you gave somebody feedback. So on your first page of your spreadsheet, and I'm happy to share it with you, Nadine, if you've never seen it, but the first page of the spreadsheet has all of your, all of your staff's names and the last time that you talked to them. Um, so those are two ways that I did it um, in my time and I do it in my business. Um, but in terms of like just regular appreciation or regular words of affirmation, I don't, but boy, what a great um, idea that is to, to, you know, really start to think about one, or like if you had everybody on your team do the five languages of appreciation, you know, um, assessment, and then you knew what they're, and then you could say, okay, this is how many times I've done it um, uh, through that. And one of the principals uh, who, who was on our last call, Courtney, right, wasn't she, she was trying to, um, for every single time she was doing appreciation for staff, she was starting to mark like how she would meet all four in each, in each actual session. So um, she was working towards that. And I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but, um, but she was helping us. What about you, Courtney? You do anything special? Um, her name was Jenny, I'm pretty sure. Um, but no, I think the thought process of tracking goes back to like the size of the place that you work. For us, we're very small. And so it will seem like we're consistently giving praise to the same person because we just all see each other um, every day or we, we help each other in that way. I think if you're at a larger school, depending on the teams that you work on, that could be a very interesting concept. Um, I think you could get some very interesting data from that. Um, understanding your dynamic with other people that you work with, more than likely you would be giving praise more frequently to somebody that you get along with and vice versa. Um, so that would be an area of growth for you as a leader to be able to make sure that you balance that out um, I, I've never actually thought of that. So that's a very interesting yeah. question. It's a super powerful raise your awareness question. And uh, so yeah, go for it. When she says small, Courtney, how, what does that look like? How many teachers is that? Um, we have one, two, three, four, five, eight, eight or nine. Okay. So, I, I mean, I don't consider my school large, but I have under me 31 teachers. And I feel like there's some that I never say, mm -hmm. you know, I, and then others that every day I'm saying something, you know, affirming to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I think in that aspect, because I mean, we have like eight or nine total. So, um, I think in the aspect, if you have 31, um, maybe idea 
um, I don't know, like if you coach them or anything, but like when I would do my instructional coaching, how I created weeks to see certain people, maybe you create a schedule. I don't know that you like focus on like one subject area at a time or something. I do have that. It has not been very powerful or very effective. Um, so I see emergency cert teachers every month and I see level one and level two teachers once a quarter. So four times a year, but I think because of COVID, because the meetings are on teams, just the way it works out, it has not been very powerful for me or for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so there's a couple pieces here that, you know, Nadine just shared. Hopefully I'm saying your name correctly. Is that right? Nadine? Yeah. Um, so the ideal supervisory ratio is about 12 or 15 to one. So a big part of the challenge that we have in education is we've got to make our teams uh, smaller, right? And that way we can spend more time and really truly, you know, develop our employees. It's not always, you know, possible, but we have to fight to make it happen. And so also remember that, you know, you, you made me think about, you know, it's not about what you know, right? Or what you say, it's how you make people feel. So, you know, it might not always be that verbal, you know, piece, but how you make uh, people feel is, you know, definitely going to show the appreciation here. Cause I've got this three keys to appreciation in relationships. I don't know what, you know, pages that it's on, but it's, you know, in front of that section, but, you know, relationships are built upon relating to one another and to truly appreciate someone, a relationship must exist. So the better you are at building relationships, right? You don't necessarily need to have so many touches, right? And then appreciation flows, right? From, from, from valuing another person. So, and to, to be authentic, you have to have the relationship. So I think the first thing I would always work to do is build a relationship with the people that I work with and across and above. And you know, whether I'm their supervisor or not, doesn't matter because you can't lead people that you don't value, right? It's impossible. And so too, is that, um, you know, if you don't have a relationship, any intention that you try to, to like appreciate will, will just, you know, come off, you know, inauthentic, right? So I think that's where I would maybe ask myself is, how come, because I actually asked myself this today, Nadine, it's almost like you were in my head. I asked myself, how come I tend to visit the same teacher's classrooms every time I'm here? Because at this school, you know, I'm only here two or three days a week. Now I'm in charge of the school, so no one judge me, but I live three hours away. It is what it is. I'm fully responsible for the, for the seven days of the week here. Uh, all right. Cause there things happen on Saturday and Sunday, but I, but when I'm here, like I'm only here when other teachers are here for 21, 22 hours. So I tend to, I tend to go into the classrooms that I have a better relationship with the people, right? Maybe I've known them longer, um, or I go into the classrooms where I know that there's issues. And again, I've got to make sure that you're right, that, that I'm you know, balancing at least my time in terms of my walkthroughs, but also making sure that I am, that I am uh, paying close attention to the individuals um, who, who, who do. They, they, they come and they bring their best to us every day. When I did the survey of the staff, one of the, the first question I asked is, do you feel appreciated? And I'll be honest, it, it, it wasn't awesome. It's okay. 
but the people were, they did a great job of, you know, you know, this is what appreciation looks like. And that was question two, you know, what does appreciation look like to you? And I was just reading the comments. It's like, wow, like they're talking to me because I can tell, right. That they're, that I'm reading in between the lines that they're directing their comment at me because of how they perceive me because of how I show up in their world. I only show up maybe as a supervisor or something to that effect. I haven't, you know, shown up as a, a relational appreciative person in their life. And that's, and that's something I've got to get better at, right? So I love your question. And I think it's a great tool and a strategy to really start thinking through. And that's why these are great. Books like this are great if you study them because they'll raise your awareness if you'll, if you'll be in that mindset that you want your awareness raised. I think another important thing is to kind of just piggyback off of him is that is a large caseload. But if you make that initial step of reaching out to them to see who I guess would be your highest, not like your highest need or whatever, but that's kind of what it is. Um, and then, cause I feel like that might be another thing. If you reach out and you're, you know, if you're, Oh, like I respect the leaders that I've had because they have just straight honesty. And so I can take a lot with that because instead of you beating around the bush with certain things and you're just like, Hey, lay in the out. This is where we're at. I'm like, cool. I can learn how to grow to adjust to that. So maybe if you're just like, this is the boat that I'm in. I want to be able to see all of you guys. I want to be able to do this, but I'm struggling with how to get it done. And just also kind of getting their feedback. You may get some that like, I know like if one of my leaders was like, I need to be, I'd be like, listen, like you honestly, like the way that Tom just said it, where he's like, he's only that you can honestly just see me once. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I will message you if I really honestly, seriously need you. Um, but I think that getting their input and letting them know, I'm a firm believer in if you need somebody to understand your position, you have to explain certain things. And so if you're telling them, this is what I'm trying to do. I want to make this work. I want to make this beneficial for everybody. You know, a lot of them probably be like, oh, wow, I had no idea that you were trying to do all that, you know? And then it's like a two-way street. You guys work together to figure out the best balance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've got the book in front of you, Nadine, but I just happened to turn to the page because that's what the universe does and on page 174 the question is how do you communicate appreciation effectively when you manage large groups of employees and so the first one is to prioritize is to that 79% um, of employees who leave voluntarily cite a lack of appreciation is why they quit right so find out how your stars like to be shown appreciation which I think Courtney just told us to do and make a point of doing it in the way that they would prefer right? And then the second one is to delegate, right? Because you can't do it all by yourself, right? So delegating appreciation, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, finding out who your, um, you know, your soul shine group or your sunshine group or your, those, those individuals that just love to just show love on other people, put them to work, right? Love others, you know, that's, that is, that is your job, um, right? Is the, is the main, you know, you know, you know, morale booster or, you know, whatever you need. And it should be that person. If you're on a disc, you know, profile, someone who's an eye, like a high eye, just high energy, 
uh, or like an S style because they're just super loyal and they like to listen. Um, they're just really good at, at all those pieces. And then the third is just to take bite-sized action. So don't try to do it all at once. Don't try to balance it. That's not going to work. And trying to provide equal, you know, moments for everybody's not going to work either. Uh, Cause you're just, you're not going to win that battle. Uh, but I think those are some of your answers right there on page 174 to 176. So, um, yep. Perfect. Love it. Um, let's do one more section. We've got a couple more minutes here. And um, so I was looking at uh, just, just, just a few of my notes here, but I couldn't find it exactly where it was in the book here. So, so I just want to, um, uh, uh, you know, pay you know close attention to the to the um, to the making it what is it called making it uh, you know making it personal right so you know making sure that when you're going through this book and this is how I when I get a book like this this is a book I'm not going to get rid of so I so I sh ship a lot of my books off Courtney I can't remember if you got like a box of our books uh, like so I'll read leadership books and I you know send them off this is probably a book that I won't let go of because I'll go back and read it and then I'll go back and read only what I undermined right and and I'll see what still resonates with me and that's what I'll actually write down but I also take the time to make sure that I work through some of these uh, questions these making it a personal question. So I just think it's important that if you're not doing that, that that's where the good stuff is going to come from is, you know, sitting and reflecting on those. And you could study this book for, you know, easily an entire year um, or maybe even more. Uh, but this, this next, um, uh, uh, you know, part that I wanted just to share wasn't, yeah, in schools on page 187, um, the chapter 14 here, there's, you know, how do you show appreciation in schools, right? So there's a whole, you know, section here, um, you know, devoted to schools and nonprofits. Um, so I just love the, you know, the way that this book tried to really, um, you know, really try to tailor its information to everybody, because this is not a one size fits all, you know, group, right? Um, so just, just a few of my uh, final notes are, you know, prioritizing your top 20. So I talk about this all the time. As a leader, you need to identify who is in your top 20. Not in your top 20 org chart, right? It's in your top 20 in terms of your most productive and capacity-oriented people. These are the individuals that have so much growth, you know, capacity that you can, that, um, you know, you, you can't not lose them because they're productive. It's that you can't not lose them because they have such amazing you know potential in your organization and 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 growth and they're hungry to grow and they're hungry to learn and they're great you know vision carriers vision casters that's where i would spend the bulk of my time um right if you've done our um you know keynote lesson or our uh, or our rule five lesson right spend 80 percent of your time with your top 20 percent of your people um, and that's what you need to do as a leader right because you're going to get the greatest return on investment of your appreciation if you uh, focus on the people that are most likely to multiply the leadership, that's why you look for high, uh, you know, capacity level people. And then, you know, um, you could either uh, do a, do a couple of things. You could ask them what they, you know, what they look appreciation. You could invest and they could all take the assessment. Right. And then you really start to find out what's their, what's their language. Okay. And it's not their love language because their love language is different. Than their, than their workplace language. Um, and also being sure that, um, 
I would also ask the people around me, what is it like to work with me? How do I show appreciation to you? Can you give me some examples, right? That's another way for them to show you how they appreciate you. Lots of times they just say, um, this happened to me, uh, you know, today, just, you know, you've always, um, you've always been there for me, right? Now, this is someone who actually quit our organization and they're very unhappy here right now. And it was just, you know, you know, it was kind of like a, well, you were there for me with other people. I was like, but that's not, that, that's not true. That means that I did not, I still that I, I wasn't strong enough, right? I wasn't, I wasn't appreciating you enough. I wasn't valuing you enough to overcome what the culture might be doing. And so a big part of your job as a leader is to have difficult conversations and to root out that, you know, discord that's causing those um, employees not to feel appreciated. And, and, and one of the mistakes that I made as a leader and continue to make, but try to get better at is rooting out the discord and making sure that I'm not showing appreciation or looking through an appreciation lens that only goes through Tom Miller's glasses. Because I'm a work hard type of guy. I'm a model what I wanna see, but I'm not always good at communicating clear expectations. I'm not good at timely communication. I'm not good at, um, you know, um, when I inspect what I expect, having that timely conversation right there. And so I think, you know, those are the things that as you lead and you, and you grow and, and you're like, I'm not where I want to be. So I won't say I'm not good at it. I'm just not where I want to be. And, but the more that you identify those areas of, you know, growth, the easier it's going to be to take a book like the five languages of appreciation and start to embed them as habits, right? Just like I hear Nadine trying to do and, you know, Courtney's working to do is, is that I, how do I embed these? What are some strategies that I can use? Because, you know, you know, behind every goal, it needs some form of strategy. So my strategy is going to be one, identify the top 20% of my people and know what their languages are. That's the first thing, you know, I'm going to do. So when I'm, I'm going to look at the, the, uh, you know, people who fill out the survey and see who didn't fill out the survey and make sure I get all their uh, languages. And then I want to go to those individuals. Well, what does this look like? Tell me more. I really love what you have said here and, and, and help me. And then also say, Hey, would you be willing to, to tell me like in my, in, you know, my five or six months here, how, how have I demonstrated appreciation to you? Is there something I did indirectly or directly Nadine, right? So always, always remember that back to your question, you can indirectly appreciate somebody by making a decision, right? By, you know, giving raises by calling off school. I mean, whatever it is, right? They might say, well, I like it when you do that, right? And so then you obviously know it's acts of service, right? Or, you know, a gifts is their language. But so, so, but, so that's, but that's, that's, that's going to be my strategy of implementing this book is learning what the languages are of my people, of the people I serve and um, making sure that I'm aware of it and, and, and being in, intentional around it. So I have to like interest inventories, you know, birthdays, like there's just things like, I love the fact that Courtney remembered the woman's name from last week. Right. She's like, Oh, I think it's it. Cause that's, 
That's what she's good at, right? That's why that's why we all need Courtney around in our life, and um, and and so that's important. And then and ask 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 people a very uncomfortable question of, um, do I show you appreciation, and what does that look like when I show you appreciation? So I can do more of it, or what would you rather me do? So those are the those are some three steps I'm going to take, um, coming out of this book. So I don't know if anybody else want to want to share or piggyback on that you know one 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 action step that you're going to take after you know spending the last you know we've been reading this for what five or six weeks now um and so i've got you know 30 pages of notes here uh, to also go through so courtney nadine anybody have one more piece they want to share on so i have been very unsuccessful with this so far um when i asked a teacher who i value um, you know, what do you like appreciation to look like? How do you like to be appreciated? She, she's like, I don't like any of that. <laughs> and, and I was like, she always gives me gifts, but she's like, no, I don't want gifts. And I don't value gifts. So it's funny, you know, like that isn't my language. Like she gives me gifts and I'm like, I don't even know what to do with these things. Um, so usually according to the book usually they give the way they want so because she won't answer me should i just give her gifts yeah maybe yeah yeah sure now do you there was that part in the book where um it was pay pay attention to what they complain about so you can think about what this person may complain about and then you you were able to kind of identify their appreciation language by what they complain about um, right. Like, so what she complains about is not having enough help. Yeah. So acts of service. So she's acts of service. <laughs> yeah. She might be an acts of service with a hint of quality time. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. You know what? She probably appreciates that I filled in in her room, worked in her room, changed diapers in her room, did whatever she needed. Okay. So she probably does appreciate me then. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. She, she might not even realize it. That's right. I love it. Yeah. See, so that's why I love about this book. Like there's this ways I love that Courtney, she nailed it. She's like, Oh yeah. She's like, so <laughs> and, right. So what, so that's one, that's one, you know, strategy you could add is how do I identify languages, pay attention to what uh, people complain about. And that's where, and that's where you'll be able to find it. So good. There you go, Nadine. And now you have your strategy. Okay. Courtney, how about you? Um, right now, I think with just where everything is, just trying to keep everybody motivated to finish strong and, and show that I appreciate them. Um, with, you know, the testing coming through, testing is my own little world and I get very lost in it and just focus on that. And so I will um, lose my connections with other people very quickly. And so just being mindful and taking, you know, those couple extra steps of checking in letting them know you know how i appreciate them um for what they've done or anything like that um just to keep morale and everything up yeah awesome that's great i love it so and that's what's the most important part right so after you're going through any professional development experience or or you know coaching session or whatever it is where you're raising your awareness it's it's what am i going to apply what am I going to change? What am I going to teach? Right. So, what am I going to apply in my life? Uh, so, we each gave one application, right? 
what are we going to change? You know, I think we all, you know, agreed on that. Well, I'm going to change the way I look at other people, right? And just try to really, you know, focus on their, you know, language and, and you know, change my like approach to um, appreciation and teach each of you, uh, all of us, whether you're listening on the, teach your team, right? How to appreciate others and create that delegation part. I think that's a really, really, you know, like important way or, or just, you know, teaching them how they could start to identify the languages by listening to what they complain about or whatever it may be. So apply, change and teach is always the key. How will you act? And so great. So I'm greatly appreciative of you all for uh, participating in this. I'll probably do one more, uh, you know, lesson um, and I get that out next week. I'm going to be in beautiful seaside Florida. If anybody's ever been down there, um, there's a really powerful, impactful charter school down there called um, Seaside Schools. And uh, what a beautiful community. So that's where I'll be uh, working with them next week about some employee development and appreciation, just like we've all been working on. Um, we've got this great 10, 10 indicators of, um, of high performing uh, schools assessment. If you haven't taken that, I'm going to put the link here um, in, the, in the comments. Uh, but it's a, it's a really great way to, um, to, to help understand your current reality of your school. So now that we're in the springtime and, um, you know, whenever you're listening to this, it's, it's the spring for us. It's March, what, 22nd. Uh, you know, this is the time to start planning for the future. And so, but the only way to plan your here to their uh, journey is to know where I currently am. Uh, so you can go to our webpage, lbleaders.com at the very top, at the very top of green bar and click on our 10 indicators of high performing schools assessment. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. Um, take the assessment, it's free, and it's going to spit you out this easy report that's going to show you where you believe your school is in all these 10 indicators. And then I would share with your team, have them all take it and all of you sit down uh, because one of the most important indicators, it's indicator four, is employee development. And so this is a big part of employee development is showing employee appreciation and helping them right through um, you know, uh, strategies to improve your culture and your climate. Um, so there's multiple indicators in there that are all about appreciation and climate and feedback and all those uh, you know, keys. So take, take, the, um, take the assessment if you haven't already and, uh, and, 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 and start to build a plan uh, around, around those indicators. Once you take the assessment, you'll get all sorts of free uh, resources and uh, videos and strategies of how to improve your school. And it's easy and um, and let's put it, it's free and educators love free, uh, so you know take this. It's uh, based upon 20 years of research that we've done, um, and these are what we believe are the 10 keys for high performing schools. So, thanks again, everybody. Everybody have a beautiful, wonderful night. Um, again, uh, reach out if we can ever be any assistance uh, to you. Go to the webpage lbleaders.com. Take the assessment. Or download the show notes and hear all of Nadine's great ideas and Courtney's ideas and everybody else who has participated in this book study. And we'll probably do another book study, I don't know, in May or June, um, we'll, we'll, we'll launch our next one. So shoot me an email with, with what, uh, what books you wanna study. Um, we like to do what great principles do uh, differently. That's one of our favorite books that we do every year, but something coming out of this would be good. Communication is always good. So send, send me your ideas, you know, go to our, um, go to our Facebook group, the uh, school leadership made real simple uh, uh, Facebook group and drop, drop a picture and say, Hey Tom, I want to study this book and we'll, we'll pick that one in the summer. 
Take care, everyone. Love you all. Thank you. Com, or look for the link that's right here in this uh, podcast episode and quickly take the test. In less than 10 minutes, you'll have the results. Thanks, everybody, for always adding value to me and allowing me to live out my purpose. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, raising your awareness.